As always, I'm your host, Ramiz. I'm joined by Dylan. How's it going, Ramiz? It's good. We had game four of the NBA Finals yesterday. Again, we're daylight. We've been getting... That's right. We've got time. We've got two days between games. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Well, the Milwaukee Bucks tied the series 2-2. Let's get straight into our recap. Dylan, what are your notes? Uh, my notes was that Devin Booker did not have enough help this game. Uh, the Bucks mm. really defended everyone but Booker. Booker went off. He had an amazing game. What was it? 42? 40... Finished with 42 shots, 17 for 28 from the field. Uh, didn't hit a three, though, interestingly. but That is interesting. Um, was just doing all sorts of mid-range maneuvers, scoring over everyone. Uh, Connaughton couldn't handle, handle him. Tucker couldn't handle him. No one could handle him. He was just getting buckets. But unfortunately, the rest of the Suns, especially Chris Paul, did not uh, follow up. And the Bucks capitalized that on the other end by Giannis finding guys who were hitting shots, um, except for Drew Holiday. Uh, <laughs> and then Giannis turned on his munch a little bit late, and then the Bucks' defense also really improved in the second half, I thought. Yeah, I, I did notice the Suns went back to that mid-range a lot. They they kind of got thrown off it a bit in Game 3. Um, yeah, so Game 2 was a lot of threes. Game 3 was kind of taking them away from everything, really. Yep. Game 4, they got back into that mid-range, and it was working for Devin Booker. I don't know what they were doing different with Chris Paul, though. Um, I'm not even sure if they were doing anything different with Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul might have something going on, um, interestingly, because he, he keeps grabbing that left hand quite an awful lot, mm. off a lot of plays, and he could not handle the ball at all. He kept turning it over, off the dribble, off passes, just bad decisions, uh, which is something interesting that, you know, a hand shouldn't really affect his decision-making, but that seemed also to be off uh, in the game yesterday. Um, yeah. So maybe they were doing some stuff to sort of disrupt his playmaking a bit, getting in passing lanes. Maybe not collapsing so much around him where he's used to finding open guys now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it definitely wasn't a good Chris Paul game. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you say about the uh, turnovers, but he's actually not been great with turnovers this series. That is true. But He had five five this game, four last game, and six the game before. Right, but it never seems to hurt them as much as it did this game. There were crucial turnovers in this game too where they had the lead late and then, see, if, I think, two or three in the last five minutes. Definitely two, I think maybe three. Uh, he threw it away uh, in the mid-range, yeah. passing it out to the three, and then he dribbled that. it off his foot or something mm-hmm. um, with 50 seconds left, which put the book bucks up, uh, whatever it was, two or three points. Um, yeah, just costly turnovers. Um, I actually didn't realize that he'd had so many turnovers the last couple games either, but um, yeah, it just wasn't that noticeable to me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the um, the Bucks did a good job executing, though. Especially like towards the end of the game, yep. things like that. Like they were getting the right shots, which yep. is something that um, has been a problem for them. They've their offense stagnates at times. Yep. They just a lot of the time it's like Chris Middleton bail us out, which is it kind of worked this game. Yep. I mean, you could have asked Chris Middleton to just bail you out, but they were getting him good shots, and he ended up finishing with forty two as well. I think uh, he had finished with forty. Yeah, uh, forty. Uh, Fifteen for thirty three, so a lot of shots for him. But that's definitely the guy they went to in the fourth, and he absolutely executed and knocking down clutch free throws too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Suns sort of left this up for the Bucks to go grab, and they went and grabbed it. Um, yeah, <laughs> as much as Drew Holiday tried not to. As much as he tried not to. What did he finish? Four for 20 from the yeah. field. Really awful shooting performance from Drew. He um, hit his free throws, though. He did hit his free throws at the end of the game, which is clutch. But, um, yeah, but we also have to talk about that Giannis block. Oh, uh, my God. On Aiton. Um, 
Booker comes around a screen from Aiton and looks to throw up a nice lob up to Aiton on the roll. And Giannis, with an unbelievable recovery, goes from completely facing Booker on the drive to turning around mm. and finding Aiton at the rim and blocking it perfectly clean. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because, like, he didn't jump with Book, yeah. which was interesting. You, you you would generally expect to jump with Book, especially because right. he was scoring a lot yeah. that game. You would, want, you would want to meet him. But no, he decided to read, no, I'm not going to jump with Book. I'm going to turn around and block. Yeah. Wow, it, what an amazing block. It was quite an interesting pass for a book. It was sort of like an underhand shovel up to the rim for Aiton to go get. And mm. yeah, Giannis just read it perfectly. He got there in time somehow. Just amazing recovery speed. Yeah, mm. was, and that was really the kind of momentum shifter. Oh, massively, yeah. They, they really just went from there. Yep. What At what point was that? That was like two minutes left. I think, was uh, like, maybe even less. Less than that, like a minute 30 or even mm. on a minute. Yeah, it was a um, massive play. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, we, we've we been picking on Drew a little bit, but he did play very good defense this game. He did. Um, he, yeah, he's always got to be good on that side, I think. Um, but yeah, the offense was really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, they they did a good job meeting Aiden at the room, like we were just talking yeah. about with that uh, block. Aiden finished with, what, six points? Held he got a lot of boards, but... Yeah, held him to six points, three for nine, so even inefficient six points. Um, mm. It was really weird. It's It didn't feel like he was not scoring that much out there. Although I did notice a few of his post moves were better defended. He didn't get so many uh, hooks off like uh, ceiling guys, maybe mismatches. A few of those, especially when Drew was on him, a few of those went Drew's way where he just didn't sink those little hook shots. So that was important. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really expect that to keep up because he was getting the mismatches. I just, I I don't know why his shot just wasn't falling that game, I guess. Um, Also, we should talk about books fouls. And yeah, a pretty egregious no call yeah. fast break there. Um, left the game for the first half of the fourth with five fouls. Came back, seemed to stay out of the trouble a little bit, mm. and then came back and completely hacked Middleton on the fast break. No call. Yeah. Lucky they made the shot. Otherwise, that could have been the worst call in quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was clearly a foul. Yeah. Like no question about it. It was a foul. It almost looked like it was intentional. Yeah. Um, as a foul, um, I actually did read the pool report on it later. Later on, ref was like, "Yeah, I thought it was clean," it and then I saw it, and it wasn't. Uh, I mean, because the ref was trailing the play, right? There was no baseline ref at the time. Well, it was a fast break, so I'm assuming the ref didn't get there in time. You've got three refs. So there has to be okay, a ref on the baseline. If there's a ref on the baseline, then I can kind of see it because a ref trailing on the sideline should absolutely see the Booker foul from behind with his offhand, yeah. which, is, which is where the main foul was, I would say, mm. uh, on grabbing him around the back. And um, just no call. I mean, mm. And then he probably almost should have got another one later in the game. And that was also late in the game. There was like a minute and a half left or something like that. Yeah, um, I mean, Book set an NBA record. Seven fouls. Seven fouls in a game. <laughs> and just silly fouls from Book 2 throughout the game. There were some weird ones. This isn't the first time he's been in foul trouble this series. He needs to stop taking those fast break fouls where he just wraps someone up. Even that fifth foul on Tucker to end the yeah. third where he tried to box him out, just completely dropping the shoulder. He almost had a clear path as well. Yeah. Um, grabbing Giannis' yeah, shorts right. running up. Um, yeah, if Middleton got that pass off a bit quicker, it would have been a clear path. Just stuff that, you know, if you're going to go out there and score 42 and clearly be the only way of offense for the Suns in this game. You can't put yourself in positions where you have to sit or where you could potentially be out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely something you need to work on. All right. Anything else you want to add? Um, the Suns need to cut down their turnovers. Uh, uh, for the game, very many turnovers. What was it? Uh, 17 to 5. It's quite a bit. <laughs> um, compared to the Bucks. Um, a lot of turnovers. And then 
the exact opposite in terms of offensive rebounds, 17 to 5 for the for the Bucks. Yeah, um, I mean the Suns did beat them in a lot of other categories, so they shot way better. I think they shot 10% better. Uh yeah, they did. Uh 51 compared to 40. Um hit the same amount of threes but more efficient. Mm. Um made less free throws. Uh, but yeah, the Bucks got a lot of free throws. Twenty nine free throws, I think uh, it was. Twenty nine made twenty four of them. The Suns only got nineteen. Made, made 16. sixteen. Yeah. Um, but more assists for the Bucks. Their ball movement seemed to be a bit, bit better. But that's obviously because Book was cooking and just sort of getting ISO situations. Um, but yeah, definitely some some stuff that needs to be cleaned up for the Suns if they want to win the next two or three. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Looking get looking ahead to Game Five now. Yeah. What What are you thinking? Um, I'm interested to see how Chris Paul comes back, mm-hmm. if he's injured, if he's going to play like this the rest of the series, if he's pretty much going to be a decoy, because that's all he was out there last game. He just sat in the corner for pretty much every possession, I feel yeah. like, um, until the end where he turned it over. Um, just, like, like, the Suns have no chance if he can't be Chris Paul, because Cameron Payne is nice, but he's not Chris Paul. He can maybe recover some of the scoring, but he's not going to set up the offense like Chris is. Um... Bridges also needs to hit a few more shots, I feel like. Um, there's definitely some questions going back to Phoenix. Home court helps, uh, but I feel like this series is could go pretty much either way. If not, I might be leading towards the Bucks now. Mm, I I think the Suns pick up Game 5. I think barely get Game 5. I think Chris Paul has a bit of a bounce-back game. I think Devin Booker maybe comes back down to earth again um, a little bit, but I do still think they pull it out. Um, I'm not expecting Middleton to have a great game either. Yeah, I, I think the Suns pull out, pull it out in a close one. The Bucks win at home, and then we're going to a Game 7. Game 7 is... I'm expecting a Game 7. Game 7 would be very interesting, um, and very exciting, honestly. Um, two franchises that desperately want a, a title right now. Yeah. Um, it will be a complete terrible game in the best way that a Game 7 can be. I think it'll be so scrappy, so, you know... Both teams will come out defensively, I think. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we I don't think anyone's hitting shots. Yeah, we are looking ahead a bit here, but um, that, uh, very fun series to go ahead. Yeah. All right, let's get to our stat and plus minus. I'll start with our stat. Let me grab my phone <laughs> behind the curtains. Um, the Phoenix Suns. Hang on. The Suns are only the third team to have three or fewer steals in back-to-back finals games, joining the 05, 04, or five. 04, 05 Spurs and 73, 74 Bucks. I think. I think, but I'm limited in how well I can check that. But from what I can tell, they are only the third team to have three or fewer steals in back-to-back games. That is very interesting because they had a lot of blocks this game. Um, Did they? I think they finished with like nine or eight or nine blocks. Finished with nine blocks this game. Really? Okay. But um, yeah, three or fewer steals. That's quite a little. Is what? Yeah. I mean, they only had three last game as well. Yeah. Um, that's that's nuts actually. Yeah. Um, Only 14 teams have had two or fewer in a finals game. Right. One team had zero. And that was the 14-15 Cavs. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a that is a great stat. That's a good deep dive. Um, my plus minus, I've got Chris Paul with a minus 10. Uh, yeah. Worst for the Suns. Um, just sort of typified his game, which was pretty bad. But also, I'm going to shout out Connaughton, who was massive. Yeah. had a plus 21. I was hoping you'd shout out Connaughton um, on this one. Didn't even realize, like, he had 11 points, which is pretty good. Shot three for seven on threes. Um, some big threes, too. Took the lead in the corner. Yeah. The transition. Yeah. Um, should probably talk a little bit about Giannis's playmaking this game, too. Finished with eight assists. 
I felt he was passive to start the game, but then I sort of looked at the scoreboard and realized he was actually setting up a lot of uh, the Bucks' offense, which was really impressive. Um, but yeah, Connaughton with a plus 21, massive game changer, even though he was getting cooked by Book. Yeah. yeah. Somehow plus Somehow 21. plus 21. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a great plus minus. I like the yep. positive angle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping you'd give Pat Connor a shout, yeah, shout out there because I saw that one. Um, I thought that was interesting. Definitely. All right. Uh, anything else to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. Have we any news? Um, who hired a coach? Someone hire a coach? Did someone hire a coach? Did the Wizards hire their coach? I don't think so. I think it's getting there. I think they're narrowing it down. Yeah, it's between Unseld and someone else. Mm. Uh, Liz Cambage is not playing for the Australian Opals at the Olympics. Uh, now she withdrew uh, for mental health reasons. She really wasn't looking forward to the bubble Olympics, as she put it. But she's right. also had some uh, incidents in the training camp in Vegas. She got into an altercation with a Nigerian player oh. in a private practice and apparently some other stuff. But, um, yeah, she's withdrawing now, uh, which has been unfortunate for the Opals. They're obviously their best player. She's a world talent. Um, will definitely hurt come Olympics time. Yep. And Bradley Beal entered uh, yes. COVID protocols, meaning he's not going to the Olympics. Also, the Olympics. also, Jeremy Grant is in those same protocols, but we haven't seen him Withdraw. counted out yet. Interesting. Um, so, the USA could be replacing a couple guys here. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, they've reached out to Tobias Harris and... Who's the other player? Someone else. I, I cannot remember it. And Trey Young was very upset that he wasn't reached out, apparently. Wow. Uh, they didn't reach out to Trey Young. They didn't reach out to Trey Young um, as a replacement for Beal. So. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> apparently, Snub. Colangelo is remembering who did not play for the... Or who did not want to play for the World Cup team in 2019. Right. <laughs> okay, is that it? I think that's it. <laughs> All right. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at StatStuffers. You can follow us on Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers. You can email us at StatStuffers5 at gmail.com. I realized I haven't checked the email in a month. I mean, I think we're pretty safe. <laughs> I really hope no one's emailed. <laughs> Other than that, thanks for listening. Peace.